tuned because we're going to be back. Um, well, no, we're going to be here. Uh, and you are welcome to join us at 21st in Florida uh, to share some of your music, art, and activism on the Common Thread Collective. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, you know, like trying to change the world and, you know, get get responsible, you know, gun laws in this country, even if you're 17. Hey, inspiration is contagious. Peace. And thank you. If all the world were peaceful now and forevermore, peaceful at the surface, and peaceful at the core all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar and we're living on a living planet circling a living star i don't know where we're going but i know we're going far we can change the universe by being who we are. And we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. And if all the world knew justice now and forevermore, Justice at the surface and justice at the core. All the joy within my heart would be so free to soar. And we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. I don't know where we're going, but I know by being who we are and we're living on a living planet circling a living star and if all the world knew freedom now and forevermore freedom at the surface and freedom at the core all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar and we're living on a living planet circling a living star i don't know where we're going but i know we're going Line, promise of relief from the military 
Fashion of an oil rich land Who lies, who dies, who pays Who profits, who lies, who dies Who pays, who profits Gulf Coast shore, same as before Poor people's lives Damaged land, lost property, and human costs Global warming, holy ghost, everywhere is on the coast Who lies? Who dies? Who pays? Who profits?
Everybody and welcome to the Common Thread Collective. Global Val here with Diamond Dave. Yo, and here I be again. Another time, another week, another time along and around the sun. Here we are and here we be. So uh, we've, uh, the blood flower is, uh, is going to open it up. People are welcome to uh, come in. The, the, the place, the arms are open. Anybody who comes in today, today I'd say to the corner of 21st in Florida, come on down. Nobody will go away. What is nobody goes away mad. Nobody goes away sad. Everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. And we want to begin with Blood Flower, and we have a special event with a where we're having a band with a a band, an acoustic, semi-acoustic unit, with a really interesting name. I don't know that, but the name is intriguing. And who are they, Val? They're called Wayfairy. Wayfairy, what a great name. The Wayfairies will be wayfaring their way in it, so I believe they're going to be our specials for the day. They'll be in around 3.30 or so. So hang on in, hang on out, hang on around, and Bloodflower, is he ready? No. Okay, soon. Well, put on a little music. Hey, Val, how you be? I'm pretty good. I, I must say, I'm I'm happy to be here at Mutiny Radio on a Friday, as we are every Friday. Um, pretty exciting times we're living in, and uh, I'm glad that we get to have all these cool folks show up here at 21st in Florida and do what they do artistically and in in terms of what's uh, you know looking out for community and the greater world. And uh, yes, as tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, I'll use the word blessed. I feel pretty blessed today. Um, and and every day really to be part of this amazing fabric of San Francisco and of the Common Thread Collective. Hey, well, that reminds me. You know, from time to time, I like to recommend books like with an asterisk, a book. Yes. And you mentioned St. Patrick's Day. You mentioned St. Patrick's Day. That's when Patrick brought uh, Christianity 
Oh my goodness, Ireland. They say they chased away the snakes, he said, but he brought Christianity to, uh, to Ireland. Before that... Chased out the pagans, we'll the say. The pagan, a Celtic. And there's a great book. Going back it, even to the Druids. All the Druids, the pagans, all the Druids, before there was an England, before there was an Ireland, before there was a Wales, there was. And uh, the book is by a great poet, English guy, Named Robert Graves. You know Robert Graves well? Yes, I do. Yes. I he's actually, um, th- th- he's always featured in the lunar calendar that I have. Oh, he is, because his book is about just that. So that going to be a lunatic, a lunar <laughs> calendar. But I think the reason why he wrote a book, the name of that book is The White Goddess. And that's about the, 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 the spiritual pagan, the spiritual uh, religion, can I say that, of the, of the uh, Druids of the Irish, by a time when they had sacred groves. They didn't have cathedrals or churches. They had groves of trees, where they were considered, they were sacred groves, not because sacred groves, and where the poets would meet and have poetry contests, uh, where, where the poets would meet and poetry contests, where people meet to get in touch with the, with the spirit. Uh, the name of the book is The White Goddess. Do you know it? I've heard of it. Oh, it's a great, it's a big book. It's about the poetics. Look it up. Can you? Uh, the, one of the things we can do here that we couldn't do some years ago is that we can go right online and go to Google Robert Graves, The White Goddess. Find it. And uh, it's called The Poetics. It's got a subtitle that's really interesting. And he talks about all of that and the, uh, the language and the, before the coming out of St. Patrick himself. And how free people were, how open were, were people were, and how interestingly complicated and spiritual was their paths. Do you see it? Uh, haven't well, pe- haven't pulled it up yet. The White there. Goddess, Robert Graves. And he also wrote a book, a book, a book which is another one of the one of the great books that came out of England. And that whole generation he was part of uh, went to went to uh, Somme, went to the trenches. Many of them were killed there. A lot of poets who were just about to blossom were, were blown to pieces in the trenches. He survived. So he survived, unlike so many, in the Somme, in the Ardennes, in the trench warfare in World War I. And he wrote a book about it called Goodbye to All That. Oh, yeah. And, and it's about his, uh, about, uh, about his, uh, it's one of the great anti-war, anti-militarist, anti-army books I've ever read. And about his own experience, and goodbye to all that, is that he leaves. And uh, what in terms of, he, le- he leaves England, says, goodbye, people, I'm going. And he, and he went and he spent the, rest, spent the rest of his life to me, uh, in Mallorca, in the Balearic Islands of Spain. And it, it would be a, 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 and it was a place where people would come to visit and sit at his feet, so to speak. It was his. Uh, what would be? What would the word be? It was where Robert Graves was, where most of the rest of his life, all of the rest of his life, where he spent in Mallorca. And it, it soon became a Bohemian place. He was one of the first to come. Could you come? They're looking for. Uh, it was totally off the beaten track. Yeah, he took a boat, a boat, and you get to, uh, I don't think he was belonging to this, it was a rowboat, but you get to Balearic in the center of the Mediterranean. And the name of the book is Goodbye to All That. I'd love you if you pick up, if you could, uh, since we have some time, 
since you could uh, look up uh, White Goddess, see what they have to say. Uh, if you, and if we could find a poem, he was also a really good poet with some really interesting stories to tell. His, uh, some really interesting stories to tell about his life and what he was going through and how he escaped from uh, British semi-aristocracy. Robert Graves, let's dedicate the show to him today. Well, Dave, I was able to find an excerpt from The White Goddess. Um, there's a chapter here. Oh, what is the, uh, what is the, uh, the White Goddess is, uh, what's the, has a, it has a subtitle. What do you go? Yes, The White Goddess, A Historical Grammar of Poetic Myth. Wow, that's it. Isn't that wonderful? That sounds, so what, let's, uh, let's read, um, read a little bit so people can get a bit of a taste, a good start. All right, this is, wow. yes, I can. This is a, an excerpt um, from The White Goddess, Chapter 23, Fabulous Beasts. Indian mystics hold that to think with perfect clarity in a religious sense, one must first eliminate all physical desire, even the desire to continue living. But this is, this is nor at all the case with poetic thinking, since poetry is rooted in love, and love in desire, and desire in hope of continued existence. However, to think with perfect clarity in a poetic sense, one must first rid oneself of a great deal of intellectual encumbrance, including all dogmatic doctrinal prepositions, prepossessions, uh, mem including membership of any political party or religious sect or literary school, deforms the poetic sense as it were, introduces something irrelevant and destructive into the magic circle, drawn with a rowan, hazel, or willow rod, within which the poet insulates himself for the poetic act. He must achieve social and spiritual independence at whatever cost, learn to think mythically as well as rationally, and never be surprised at the weirdly azoological beasts which walk into the circle. They come to be questioned not to alarm. Wow. Well, that's a good taste of a poet writing prose. A poet looking back at all the poet and all of this work, all this work, all these thoughts he put in, you can see that a lot of it has to do with his own, his own, finding his own poetic grammar. This is Robert Graves. Am I shouting? I think I am. I get excited. I think you're okay. Okay. His poetic grammar called The White Goddess. I'm going to try, let's try to find a copy, and it would be an excellent book to have along here. And I'd like to, it's been at least 30 or 40 years since I perused it. It was one of those books you look back on and see this book gave me a help, changed my life, and gave, and gave me a, a fresh look at things. The White Goddess, Robert Graves. And well, then goodbye to all that, which is his, his own story. How he went from straight-laced English, uh, World War One, to being a, a, a fresh Bohemian life in 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 Mallorca, in the Balearic Islands. Well, I I can uh, read a little bit more from oh, this, please, all right? Because this is a, a chapter great. called "Fabulous Beasts." I'd like to read a little too, once you uh, go ahead. Okay, the unicorn may puzzle the poet. But the unicorn of Pliny's description, which is embodied in the heraldic unicorn of the British Royal Arms, except that the horn is a straight white spir spiral makes good calendar sense. Oh, the spiral has good calendar sense. 
I've got a poem about that. It stands for the five, it stands for the five season, the five season solar year of the Bobel Loth alphabet. The horn is centered in the dog days and is a symbol of power. I will exalt your horn. It stands for the E season, the beginning, as the head of the deer stands for the I season in which the deer were hunted. The body of the horse for the A season, at the beginning of which the October horse was sacrificed at Rome. The feet of the elephant for the O season, in which the earth puts our greatest strength. And the tail, Ura, of the lion for the U season. Oh my goodness. The beast of the horn was originally, it seems, the rhinoceros, which is the most formidable beast in the world. Oh my goodness. And who would come cross Tom Rhinoceros does not what Panther dares not. But owing to the difficulty of obtaining rhinoceros horn, the long curved black horns of the oryx were in Pliny's time fraudulently supplied by traders as unicorn horn. Pliny, who had the unusual Roman dislike and mistrust of fabulous beasts, and mentioned the unicorn as a genuine zoological specimen, must have seen such a horn. In Britain, however, the narwhal horn became the accepted type because of its white color and superior hardness, and because it is curved in the spiral of immortality, and because the variously named god of the year always came out of the sea. Wow. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's right. And you, you, you get an app. Some of the best writing and reading I've done is when when the author opens themselves up to the workings of their mind, and you can kind of see that there, as he as he's as he's mentally there on the island of America, mentally going over all that, the stuff going over, seeing what what he can what essence he can get out of it, and how interesting can it be. So uh, to be continued. Hey, let's get uh, uh, let's get our, our comrade Bloodflower up. He's gonna blow blow the horn, blow his horn. Although I <laughs> want to say by the thing that now there's consternation going on that Trump wants to uh, wants to what had been illegal, which is the importing of this country, of uh, into, into this country of horns, of elephant tusks. I guess the rhinoceros' horn must be really expensive. Yeah. All of that. And he wants to make it legal again. Of course, his son is a big game hunter. Isn't that right, Trump's son? Oh, yeah. His sons like to go, you know, use their money and resources to go to other countries and shoot exotic animals just so they can take their pictures next to them as trophies. And a lot of his friends and comrades and people in his inner circle do just that. That's their idea of a good time. And uh, so there, so the kind of horns that we're talking about, these sacred horns that uh, that uh, Graves is talking about, is in a sense is what uh, is a sense in a more literal sense is why these horns can be imported at to and and so much uh, at at such an expense, uh, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars perhaps. Oh, they're very expensive. You know, a couple years back, I did a show for women's magazine KPFA. And um, it was about the March for Elephants, the global march for elephants and rhinoceros, because um, there's been a a huge um, depletion of these um, animals on our planet. And there's so I mean, there's so many different concerns about that. But um, the elephant is a is a keystone species, meaning that 
all other forms of life depend on the elephant because it is it, it tramples through the forest it disperses uh, seeds it creates landscape um uh, it allows you know rivers to flow um and, and the elephants are matriarchal as well. Right. So the, highly intelligent. Yeah, they have. I mean, we we, we always hear the the kind of you know cliche an elephant never forgets because the the generational um, uh, knowledge and information that's shared and passed down in a in a family or a tribe or of elephants. I'm not sure what they call it. But a pack of elephants. Uh, but um, is is passed down from generation to generation. So when you have uh, poaching, when people are killing elephants, and they must basically they must kill them if they intend to, uh, you know, extract the the tusks. Um, you know, they're 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 killing a, a matriarch. They're killing generations worth of of knowledge of earth knowledge. Um, you know, they help they help grow forests, which create oxygen which helps the planet breathe i mean there are keystone species and there's fear that the elephant uh, may actually be extinct in a horrendous um estimate of under 10 years oh my goodness um what would the world be without elephants right exactly without, without dolphins elephants and dolphins the two uh, leading species that can stand right up but no problem well anyway Elephants, dolphins, and here we are, poor things, human beings, and doing some killing. Right. No so, way. write your senator, write your president, write somebody and say, leave them beasts alone. Right. And get involved. You can check out Global March for Elephants um, or Global March for Elephants and Rhinos to get involved in a group. And they do different actions throughout the year. Um, to to bring attention, they'll like they they go and march around uh, like downtown San Francisco and in Chinatown uh, to protest ivory that's displayed in windows um, to bring attention to um, this really critical um, this critical point in um, you know for for these these seminal species and tigers the too. largest yeah. land animal. Wow. Well, let's let's. Keep on rolling. Yeah. Letting people know so, what's going on. So you keep, be people out there, mm -hmm. you can find out what's going on. That's right. Keep your ear to the ground and your shoulder to the wheel because uh, we're hitting some critical times. Well, Dave, let's do this. I'm going to play um, some music from a CD from our friends, our new friends that we made, Marco, uh, from his band called Rose. Rose. And um, while we do a mic check out there and see if Bloodflower wants to play something or other, and I see we've got a lot of folks who are already here, so it's a good time. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective, hey, Mutiny Radio. Just before you finish... Thank you. 
tombstone you can say He was a fool in love Welcome back to the Common Thread Collective. He never really left. That was some music from a band called Rose, headed by a new friend of ours, Marco, um, who's just uh, arrived on the doorstep of San Francisco not too long ago. So thanks, Marco. Um, you can find his music at Marco, I'm uh, sorry, Rose SF. But we are back. And guess what, folks? We've got an amazing full house, um, musicians, writers, uh, friends, uh, both old and new here in the studio. So we've got Bloodflower up on the stage uh, with his melodica, which is kind of like an invocation for the show. So uh, we're going to scare the way all the noisy ghosts. Oh, oh, good. Let's do that. Uh, excuse me. Pardon me. Hey. Excuse me. Thank you.
Thank you. Wow, that was a really, really beautiful invocation there, Bloodflower, with the melodica. I just, just just sit here with my headphones on and buzz out. Um, wow, common common thread collectives happening, man. We're finding the common thread. And we've got our friend Rob here, hey, who's Rob. come into the studio to uh, read us perhaps I imagine some more of his prose and we could turn the light on for you. I can do that too. I was just looking for that. <laughs> it's right. It's right there. That switch under the Easter baskets hanging off the wall. I would say Robin, yeah. Imagine, use your imaginarium folks. This is a the PayPal. Oh, that's what you call a stretch. <laughs> and did you play, did you find let's say Rob on and then I'd like to read a poem of uh, Robert Graves. Maybe you can find one and then I mean, and then we'll be setting up uh, setting up uh, the Wayfairies, the Wayfairies, and there's a lot of them, and so this is going, I think this, we're going to have more, more musicians on one, on one stage at once than we pretty much ever had, at least in my memory, at least lately, isn't that right, Val? At least lately, So yes. that's going to be interesting to see, whether it's going to be a mic job, for sure, but I appreciate the enthusiasm, I'm excited, and here's Rob, Rob. Hello there, Dave. And Val, the, uh, the headband is wonderful. You are looking like the hippie goddess. It is, it's a beautiful thing. Really? Um, we have, uh, Cheers. I have a little, uh, a little meditation on uh, the greatness of America, if, if that's not a contradiction. Um, this is a piece called Demolition Dirthby. Once upon a time, a lonely man took a rifle to the top of a Texas clock tower and introduced us to a kind of violence that we had never even imagined. Today, that sniper's spiritual children have children of their own, and the only time you'll ever be shocked again will be the first mass murder-suicide committed by a woman. Forty years ago, hitchhiking was a safe and liberating way to travel. Now only someone with a death wish would hitchhike. Well, it must be true. Everyone says so, right? There's nothing new about the government lying to get us into a war. And yet, how impressive is it that 9-11 used one lie to get us into two wars? Well, that's a bit like FDR announcing that uh, December 7th will live in infamy, and in addition to the Axis powers, we'll be going after Zimbabwe. A few decades ago, the only gun death in video games was the occasional invading alien. And it was about as graphic as using a, a pencil eraser on the letter A. Now video, video game death is so glamorously grisly that one of Al Capone's hitmen would be sickened by what we offer our children. America, it seems, has gone to Hades in a designer handbag. And I'm here today to tell you that I know why. Because America got rid of the Demolition Derby. I know, I know, you all laughed at the Demolition Derby. Marge, come see this. What the, what the hell are these yokels up to? Yet it turns out that that little slice of redneck rowdiness was providing a safe sublimation for a whole lot of pent-up violence. 
And more importantly, it was doing so with a touch of humor, a little giggle that made all the difference. Capitalism banished the demolition derby because it found something more profitable, the monster truck rally. But there's nothing silly about a monster truck rally. And that tiny missing ingredient forced us to take violence more seriously. It made us forget that the only appropriate response to the insanity of violence is laughter. And nothing has been the same ever since. The Demolition Derby was, by the way, one of the few uniquely American creations. For all our bloated self-importance, America has contributed only three things to human culture. Jazz, bulimia, and the Demolition Derby. For those not old enough to remember, the Derby consisted of the following. A bunch of cars would gather in an arena, the starter's flag would be waved, and the drivers would ram each other repeatedly until only one car was left moving. How brilliant. How pure. Yep, degraded and idiotic, too, of course, but there is an ocean of subconscious desperation under the surface of the American dream. Like the rest of the world, our lives are a haze of sexual repression and fear-based alienation. None of us get the love and security we need, so the line between us and insanity is far, far thinner than most could ever admit. Budweiser, Twinkies, and reality TV are the only things standing between us and the abyss. <laughs> or lapdogs, prostitutes, and therapists. We never stop inventing... We, uh, we never stop inventing substitutes for the love that we're not getting. But that derby, uh, it gave us a vicarious outlet in which all the injustices of our lives were smashed until they moved no more. Until that one battered car, a proxy for our own maimed selves, emerged victorious. The Derby kept us sane, and we never knew it. Today's professional race drivers are pampered millionaires. We can't relate. We may want to be them, but deep down we don't like or trust them. Demolition drivers were amateurs, real people. We liked that. Europe tried to do the demolition derby too, but they couldn't bring themselves to drop the pretense that we need some kind of race to justify our violence. Screw the race, just smash that fucker over there. I don't like the looks of him. The Derby is one of the things that made the rest of the world think America truly was a land of rich, insane cowboys. Like bulimia, it could only have happened here. Only in a country completely out of touch with the poverty that pervades this planet could we make a disease that consists of eating a healthy meal and then forcibly puking it up. Only in a country completely out of touch with the vast areas of this planet that can't afford full-time electricity 
or all the towns on this globe that have just one car or less? Could we decide to intentionally destroy a whole bunch of cars for fun? <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but can I really be the first person to notice that bulimia and the demolition derby are essentially the same activity? And if they're the same activity, isn't it overwhelmingly likely that they are addressing the same need? Or in this case, the same self-loathing dysfunction? I'd say, gee, ain't it great to be a woman, if it weren't so obviously pathetic to be a man. Okay, okay, I've got a confession to make. I have been pulling your leg. I guess I just got sucked in by the silliness of the subject matter. Not only do I not believe that demolition derbies are the reason America has become more violent, I don't even buy the notion that America is more violent. Even if there be some nugget of partial truth in my derby hypothesis, America is just as violent as it ever was. If you don't see that, you haven't grasped the big picture. In days gone by, our violence was just better hidden and better institutionalized. Here and everywhere, human brutality against others and ourselves has been an unrelenting constant for the past 20,000 years or so. In America, there are an awful lot of skeletons being dragged out of the closet all at once. Racism, gay rights, women's rights, other animal rights. In the old days, white men could beat or even kill anybody they wanted with relative impunity. And if they couldn't, they could go behind closed doors and vent their frustrations on the woman, child, or pet of their choice. And nobody made a peep. But people are peeping now. And the simple fact is that things often have to get worse before they get better. In this case, though, the violence isn't actually worse. Don't buy the mirage. It's simply been pushed out of the closet. Nor is it just about white men. There are plenty who have suffered at the hands of non-white men, and plenty of children who have suffered at the hands of women, and plenty of younger children who have suffered at the hands of older children. Life is a measure of whom you're entitled to abuse. If you're ever feeling overwhelmed, just be glad that you're not a gay, black, Jewish, female teen. And the Derby, by the way, isn't actually dead. Even though it disappeared from the airwaves a couple decades ago, you might be startled to learn that the small towns of America, the ones that can't afford monster trucks, have kept the Derby alive. That's right. As you listen to this, somewhere out there in America, a driver with two cents in his pocket is gunning his engine and gritting his teeth, hoping that tonight is his night. Bless him. As the sage said, he's an idiot, but he's our idiot. You get better and better, brother. Yeah, I'm so that was... glad to see that, you get, what, <laughs> that you're coming every week and you're getting used to the um, vibes, I guess. 
and begin more and more to understand what we're about. And it's so good to have you here, dude. My pleasure, Dave. And give it a time. And uh, we're, we're, we still have uh, thousands of downloads. Have you heard yourself, by the way? I have not. Well, all you need to do, let's, let's let everybody know. I'm letting you know by letting everybody know and letting everybody know by letting you know that as soon as this show is over, each and every Friday, it goes on as a podcast. And all you have to do is to go to where, you, where those that are listening now are listening on Mutiny, Mutiny M-U-T-I-N-Y, MutinyRadio.fm, and you'll see there in the right corner, uh, podcast. Is that right, Val? That's right. And then all the shows are listed alphabetically, so you can just scroll down and you'll find Common Thread Collective. Like Friday, it's and, uh, by the day. Yeah, so there's there's dozens and dozens of shows there um, fr- fr- from the past couple years. Um, yeah, actually hundreds. Hundreds of shows there. <laughs> Whoa. Um, oh, that's right. I look at but, wow. yeah, so all of the new shows uh, are, well, they're all, they're all labeled by date, so the newest ones pop up toward the bottom. But also, some little podcast angel from the station named David Stolowitz, and he's hosting a, an event here uh, Saturday night, a storytelling event an ir- uh, about irony. Um, Saturday 8 to 10 here at Mutiny Radio he took it on himself to put our show onto iTunes so you can also get the Common Thread Collective and Women's Magazine for free on iTunes unfortunately the only weird part is because there's so many comedy shows at this station we're actually under the free comedy section you know, we're we're more eclectic than than comedic, Much but better. um, but it's there. So if you are like, I don't want to dig through your website, mutinyradio.fm, <laughs> podcasts. Um, you, if you have iTunes, just go to free, and it's like Mutiny Radio should have a whole section there, and we're the Common Thread Collective and Women's Magazine. So you can hear you say, hear how you did. It's good to stand to the side wherever you get get comfortable. Put that pillow under your head. Under your feet, put it, put as long it as on. it's not over your head. Oh, yeah. oh, well, I don't want to be over your head and give a well, listen to Rob yourself. likes the dark humor. How's that? What you just read will be will appear as soon as the show's over. As soon as you get a place to hear it at home or whatever, there you'll be able to hear yourself. I'll go home and tell my mom and my aunts. They'll love it. Oh yeah, they can, yeah Those are some of the best um, fans oh, of all time. Or moms and aunts. Where do they live? Florida. The, In Florida. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yep, little little island in the Gulf of Mexico. I lived there myself uh, five months ago, and, and here I am. Wowzy. Wow, cool. Inside of San Francisco, so, and they, so your aunts and your mom live together on an island off Florida? Yes, yeah. They live actually, they have a little compound, adjacent houses. Wow. Very nice. <laughs> That's very nice. I liked your piece today. Hey, I really do. The, um, the, the uh, sardonic critique of American uh, sensibilities. I, living, uh, living in this land, sardonic comes easy. Well, thank you, Rob. Kind of a lost art, but here we are. Who, who hasn't given us his last Irony. name yet, really. <laughs> I, I got his card, but I, I, I'm not going give to give it away. What? Plus, Wait I don't. Minute, Mom, I don't. Aunts, I don't know if they're listening. Do you think they're listening? Do they know that you're about this time, San Francisco time. Here you, you'll be. I called my aunt before I went on today. So well, beautiful. Hey, you guys. Aunt Joyce. <laughs> Hi, Aunt Joyce. Stay listening because now we have Tommy of Abacola Dat Mecca. Here he is. So good to see him. This guy is a fighter against eviction. 
a fighter. He's the guy to talk to, to go through, to build a movement so you can, to, so you can fight your eviction. And Tommy and and uh, John Redano, I both hear they're going to do a song of peace. So get on up here. So good to hear you. Here be Tommy. Here comes John. All right, they're, get, they're getting themselves set up there. I'll throw in a little more music from Marco's band called Rose. My old man played guitar But quit on music and started collecting auto
We got some microphones set up. And I hear you through them. Tommy Mecca, take it away. Okay, so um, I'm going to start off with a monologue uh, because I'm doing a show with John Madonio, who's going to be up next at the Bazaar Cafe on March 31st from 7 to 9.30 p.m. And um, I'm going to be doing both monologues and songs. So I wanted to give people a sample of what they might expect from the spoken word and then what they might expect from the music. A little sneak preview. So this, um, this monologue takes place back in 1972, uh, back when I was a young drag queen. As my mic falls. <laughs> and uh, takes place in Philadelphia, where I was from. And um, it's called The Night I Did Bet Mittler. <laughs> he has the double entendre is definitely at work there. In hindsight, it probably wasn't the brightest idea, standing out there in drag. I was impersonating Bette Mittler for a show that was happening in a cafe in the basement of an old, otherwise abandoned building in a part of town that most people wouldn't be caught dead or alive in, especially at night. The plan was that when I heard the harlot start singing, you're out of the woods, you're out of the dark, you're out of the night, I'd come thumping down the dusty old wooden steps in my platform shoes that were nearly impossible to walk in, wearing a silver spaghetti strap mini dress that barely hung below my crotch, silver and black fishnet stockings, and a huge feather boa that kept getting in my nose and making me feel like I had to sneeze. Imagine what that cop must have thought as he cruised by in his patrol car. I didn't notice him until he pulled over to the sidewalk and motioned to me. I panicked, but I pulled myself together real quickly. Drag was a crime back then. I could end up on jail for being out in public dressed like that. My survival instincts kicked in big time. It wasn't my first encounter with Philly's finest. I reacted in character. Oh, hi, officer. How you doing? I know this looks really strange, but I'm Bette Midler from New York. I'm a cabaret singer. Maybe you heard of me? I'm going to be performing at this here cafe. Yeah, I know it's the pants, but a girl's got to do what she's got to do. Yeah, I'm standing out here because I'm supposed to do an entrance when I hear the music cue. It's a surprise. The audience don't know I'm here. I'm just going to have a good time with my backup girls. You know, the harlots. You've heard of them, right? They're a bit wild, but talented. You wouldn't believe the lungs on those girls. You want to come in here, in, in here and hear me sing? I got a real nice voice. I can really belt one out. You think Ethel Merman's something special? You ain't heard nothing yet. You like my outfit, huh? What do you think? It's brand new, didn't cost much. I'll bet you couldn't tell, huh? Looks real expensive and classy, but I gotta tell you, these shoes are killing my poor feet. I finally took a breath. He seemed confused when I first started talking, as if he couldn't figure out whether I was a boy or a girl. Then at some point in that seemingly endless monologue, I could see that he just wanted to get the hell out of there, having no doubt decided that I was a lunatic. A harmless one, 
but still out of my head big time. As he drove off, I heard my cue and started down the steps. After, after the routine I just pulled off, the show was going to be a piece of cake. Oh, <laughs> That's absolutely a true story. Absolutely a true story. Absolutely I had lots of adventures story. when what I was, was living in drag in the early 70s at a time when, like I said, drag was totally illegal and you could be thrown in jail. Um, anyway, that's a little taste of um, the, I have a piece I'm going to be doing, which is about 20, 25 minutes long. And it's called The Old Brown Jacket and it's, it's ties in a lot of the, these monologues about my days Oops, living in drag back then. I told him to get, um, get so, and then I'm going to end with um, a little song that's um, very appropriate for our times. It's a, a blues song in B-flat. He's got lots of venom to vent Tax cuts that help the richest gents and the poor, they don't get a cent. Bottom line is he ain't my president. He's got small hands, but he's content. Putin's love that he don't lament. KKK support he don't resent. Bottom line is he ain't my president All this talk about building a wall I guess he doesn't understand at all If he wants something to do Why not build a wall around Pennsylvania Avenue They think he's heaven sent And the media's malcontents He represents the one percent ah, Bottom line is he ain't my president Nuclear war is his latest bent no woman needs to give consent Every tweet is a toxic event, you know Bottom line is he ain't my president All this talk about building a wall Guess he doesn't understand at all if he wants something to do, why not build that wall around Pennsylvania Avenue? He's got lots of venom to vent, oh yeah. Tax breaks that help the richest gents. And the poor, you know, they don't get a cent, cause Bottom line is he ain't my president Bottom line is he ain't my president Bottom line, my friend He ain't my president Fuck yeah, bro! Fuck yeah! Thank you! Thank you, Trump!
March 31st, Bazaar Cafe on California at 21st Avenue, 7 p.m. It's free. Come in here, John and I, and you'll get lots more of what you just heard. So beautiful, Tommy, Evercore Mecca. You guys are always welcome here. That's the real shit. The real shit, he says. That's, uh, that's what I call high praise around here. <laughs> he ain't my president. But he's gonna go. How how we're not too sure to know. But that president called Trump is not gonna be around for very longer. We got the porn, the porn queen who says that he's, she's been threatened. She was given one hundred fifty thousand dollars. It was uh, the pocket change of his lawyer. It's just amazing. Hey Tommy, so good that you're part of this community. And now where's our brother John? He's getting set up. I'm getting set up. Ooh and. And there's a drum up there, too. And, you know, what I really love about Common Thread Collective is we never know what's going to happen, Dave. We never know. We really never know. And it always happens. Yeah, Something t- in amazing, interesting is, uh, always happens. It's true. Uh, there's no way we could plan it in advance. But what, what we've done and done for Laval for a long, long time, so we, that the doors are open, word gets out, and somehow the spirit leads people to come and say, I believe it's a Friday afternoon, a sunny day on Friday, I'm going to go down to Mutiny Radio, and we're at the corner of 21st, front 21st in Florida, and put my voice, my ideas, my music out, out around the planet. And that's what happens. Hell yeah. We're on to something. Hey, folks, the beat goes on. Now, hopefully, here be John. All right, thank this you. can play some guitar. I'm John Redonio. I'm the other half of the uh, show that Tommy and I are doing at the Bazaar, so I'm going to do some more music to give you an idea of what we're doing over there. i got a friend, Richard Neek, uh, with me over here on Dumbeck to kind of spice it up a little bit. Yeah, I'll be about an eighth of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running, I'm flying, I'm hiding, I'm crying, the ice agent's on my trail, and I'll never see my children, I never see my wife. I'm never gonna get back 20 years of my life I'm just one more person yearning to be free Oh Emma, where is that lady liberty? Oh, Emma, where is that Lady Liberty? sun is shining, the skies are blue, 
I'm out in that field Getting produce for you Well, the cars pull up And the workers run The ice agents chase I conceal their gun Had the rug pulled out from under my feet Now I know they're getting me beat And I'm just one more person Yearning to breathe free Oh Emma, where is that lady liberty? Oh, Emma, where is that lady liberty? Refugees from famine, refugees from war, refugees from persecution, knocking on our door, knocking on our door. Come from across the border. We come from across the sea. You're poor, you're tired, homeless. Bring them all to me. And I'm just one more person yearning to be free. Oh, Emma, where is that Lady Liberty? Oh, Emma, where is that Lady Liberty? are getting so good. Thank you. And it's what it's all, we're all about, yearning to be free. Realizing our yearning to be free is going back, is, uh, requires, I'd say. It's part of us getting together and sharing and uh, sharing and appreciating each other's, uh, each other's accomplishments and the way it is and the words we get out to the world. So hey, hey John, hey Tommy, so good to have you here. Keep up the good work, and here we hope you hear you. We see you often, hear you often, because this is what we do. That's what we, the door is open. Come on through. 
we'd be the Common Thread Collective, an open-ended collective that just by coming through, you can be part of in whatever way you'd like. The Common Thread Collective, we cast that wide net. We find that common thread. We let the life flourish. We say, what, don't panic, just keep it what, Val? Keep it organic. Keep it organic. And so I think got, uh, Wayfairy's going to get set up next. The Wayfairy's, and that's got two violins, I could see. Maybe one's a viola, so I wasn't sure. A stand-up bass and accordion. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to step over here and uh, play a little. I'll be all right. But I think I'm sick again. Dave's going to read a Robert Graves poem. Yeah, we talked about Graves. We talked about his White Goddess. I'm going to try to find a copy. White Goddess is a big book filled with interesting stuff about poetics and the pagans and the Celts and the, and the Welsh and all that. But here's one of his poems. Now remember, he came out, he's uh, that generation that went to World War I. That generation, that whole generation of English uh, were killed. Poets just to, to be, people to be in their young lives squashed out in the trenches of the Somme and the Argonne. In uh, 1914, 15, 16, 17, the Americans came in. It was uh, the Central Powers, that's, that's Germany, Austria, and Turkey, had one trench on one side, and, and uh, the Americans coming later, but the English and the French. Very sad. And, but he said goodbye to all that. And, and here's a poem that came out of it. Okay. Have we got a little music going? Robert Graves. I watch the seasons passing slow, so slow. In the fields between La Basse and Bethune, primroses and the first warm day of spring, red poppy floods of June, August and the yellowing autumn. So to winter again, nights knee-deep in mud or snow, and you've been everything. Dear, you've been everything that I most lack in these soul-deadening trenches, pictures, books, music, the quest of an Eng uh, the quiet of an English wood, beautiful comrade looks, the narrow, bouldered mountain track, the broad, full-blossomed ocean, green and black, 
and peace and peace and all that's good. That's uh, the trenches. 1915. The war will be going for a year. One more. I wonder if we can find Robert Gray's reading. The reading. We'll find that somewhere in here. His voice as well. His good old English voice. The voice of that generation of that social class that he had in those trenches. Surviving the trenches and then saying goodbye to all that. If you want a good book to read, if you want it to take you back, that's goodbye to all glad all that by Robert Graves. Strawberries that in gardens grow are plump and juicy fine, but sweeter far as wise men know spring from the woodland vine. No need for bowl or silver spoon, sugar or spice or cream, has the wild berry plucked in June beside the trickling stream. One such to melt at the tongue's root, one such selves, one such such one such to melt at the tongue's root, con confounding taste with scent. Confounding taste with scent. Mix it up, folks. Beats a full peck of garden fruit, which points my argument. Well, that's a nice vibe. Nice verb. May sudden justice overtake and snap the forward pen that old and palsied poets shake, that old and palsied poets shake against the mind of men. Bashamer is trusting to hold, to hold cot. I think I'm ready. I think I'm up. Did, did the page just change for you, Dave? I'm not sure. Let me look. It, keeps it kept doing that for me. It would go to the yeah, next poem. Yeah. Okay, I think it did change. But, you, you know, but these folks are ready, do you think? Yeah, we've got Wayfairy. Okay, it's right? Wayfairy. Am I saying Should that right? Wayfairy. Robert Graves, he takes us right back. Oops. So think that's that fruit of spring. Taste and scent. And here they be. Wayfaring. Welcome the to the Common Thread Collective. Um, a beautiful crew, six folks. If you, um, I know, I, I, as you were warming up there, I turned on the microphones, I did a mic check, and I could hear everything, so it sounds pretty good. Um, but if you, if someone, if you want to step up and introduce yourselves, uh, you know, get a little closer to one of those mics, or have a somebody uh, talk about your band, your crew. Yeah. Um, so Wayfairy is a project started with me and this banjo on a turnpike hitchhiking across the U.S. and in the last year has become this beautiful six-piece ensemble um, with everything from bass to accordion to washboard to fiddle. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we've been playing for the last few months and we're trying to book shows. Uh, mostly we're playing at folks' houses and eviction parties. Um, so we'll play for you. <laughs> Hit us up. We're on Facebook. Um, it's Wayfairy, like Wayfaring, but more gay. Um, Wayfairy. And uh, we're on Instagram as Wayfairy Wayfairy. Uh, and email is wayfairywayfairy at gmail.com. So you can reach us any of those places. Yeah. Um, so should we just start? Great. All right. Um. They say is where time goes to die Keep me up all night, a moment's 
Idaho. Uh, actually, it was a conversation between myself in Idaho and myself in Oakland, um, and it uh, was about the solar eclipse or the lunar eclipse. Solar eclipse. It was about the eclipse. Okay. <laughs> the thing where the moon goes behind the sun. Uh, no, the other way around. <laughs> okay. Um, one, two, three, two, two, three. I've gotta get out of this place where the trucks call the sleep.
It's a folk punk. Yeah, we're punks, but we play folk music because uh, we don't always have access to electricity. Well, you're amazing. So Way Fairy, so W-A-Y, Fairy spelled F-A-I-R-Y, right? So um, again, let's let people know where they can get in touch with you. Uh, Mega, you want to let people know again? Get a little. You can look us up on Facebook at Wayfairy. Instagram is Wayfairy Wayfairy, um, and that's our email's way as well. Wayfairy Wayfairy at Gmail, and we have one more song um, prepared yeah, to sing. Yeah, please, right. please do. Um, and this song is about often finding cis males to be really disappointing. I think it's an experience that a lot of people can relate to. So, here's yep. to them. <laughs>
Yeah, Wayfairy. Wayfairy. Thank you for coming. Just a second. Oh, Dave's got a question. I have a question. And maybe you can find another song. I don't know how many songs you have in your repertoire. Do you have a few more? Sorry? Do you have a few more in your repertoire? Songs. More songs? Do you have more songs? My, my voice is gone. I'm sorry. Oh, your voice. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. And with it, number one, I'm asking this. How did you come up with that amazing name, The Wayfairies? That's uh-huh. perfect for you. Basically, um, I was listening. Was- a lot of old folk music wayfaring stranger uh, was a song i was listening to a lot and i was like I, I and i was traveling i was wayfaring i was like hitchhiking across the country and um but i wanted something that was a little more gay so oh it uh, is the wayfairies yeah that is a little more gay now i just had this vision uh-huh talk about a little more gay. i had a vision hey val Hey everybody, I had a vision of a very special show. Let's put together, maybe it'd be our anniversary, I don't know what that is. We've been doing this for quite some time. <laughs> and that would include the Wayfairies, and of course that, that group of three that call themselves, uh, that are our house band, call them, they call themselves the house band. I'm talking about Trio Cambio. And I'd like to see that the two of two, two you groups together, and we'll see and put, and put together a show around that. What do you think, Val? That sounds great. Yeah, nice idea, Dave. Well, let's make it happen on yeah. a Friday afternoon. When Dave has visions, we're like, tune in. What's Dave going to see and say here? And it could it's be. a good one. And we need one or two, uh, two uh, in, a, in a good way, and all the way to, to emphasize and put down that spring is here. Spring is coming. We're springing into spring. And what better ways to do it is something built around the Wayfairies, Antio Cambio, and I'm sure others will come to us and we can make it a monster show. What do you think, Val? I like a, sp- like a spring fling of sorts. I like spring it. Thing. What do you think, people? Sounds great. We'll and see we you got, there. In fact, we got, awesome. And what, so I, we know, what's your name? Quiver. I'm sorry, say that again? Quiver Watts. Quiver Watts. Yeah. Quiver the Watt. head of Wayfairy. Yeah, and, and the we lead. Got, uh, we got Jordan on accordion. Hey, Jordan. Ari and Mega both on fiddle, Mega on vocals. The, Jasmine came to her first rehearsal last night and is on washboard. Yeah, washboard. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin on the bass. Beautiful. We're we staying together. Pretty much any day of the week playing music somewhere. So, yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> hey, we'll keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. And, and to be continued. Yeah, and you're always, always welcome, welcome here. here. Yeah. Together or Take individually or with your other projects, whatever you want to come do. Um, we're here on a Friday afternoon with our doors and microphones open for you to come and share. So, and it's been a great say, day. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Peace. Shabbat Shalom. Wayfairy. Super cool. Those are those are like the perfect types of instruments to have in the space for like acoustic, you know, volume. It's it's great. I mean we only had three microphones really in a six piece band. So um the music the was coming through. Super cool. Hey, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. 21st in Florida is our humble corner. And if you hopefully want to come down and share what you do, we'd be happy to welcome you here as well. And we are heard streaming around the planet on MutinyRadio.fm, both live and as a podcast after this broadcast. And we're now also available on iTunes, if you're into that kind of thing. Look under free and 
I know we're mislabeled as a comedy show, but that's just because there's so many comedy shows at Mutiny Radio. Anyhow, Common Thread Collective, we love you. Um, and we're still going. It's 4.44, so we've got about an hour to go. We've, I know that the, uh, we've got Kevin Lash is here, and we've got 16th Street Birds on a Wire, and... Um, Hey, that's that's a lot, and we're happy for it. And uh, cheers to y'all. Here's a little more music from Rose. The jewels of the city and a river on the street. Last night, and the things you said. That's right, all uh-huh. going over my.
electric guitar.
that long but uh it's based on a true story reminders have been surfacing old notes to self timelines transitions and timepieces plotted along the path some time ago kicked up like shiny pebbles to be remembered reality checks finally ready to cash or void a new face regarding an old form Regarding an old form. Yes. Yeah. Inspired me to uh, break one out. Okay, good. Uh, Thanks for coming in to read a poem, Bloodflower. Thanks for welcoming me. Thank you, Diamond Dave. Thank you, Common Thread. Uh, This is a sonnet that I wrote this morning. This brutality, tailored in silence, a quietude in heaven as the trumpets dance in the incense sevenfold their message clear seven chambers of a heartless heart a time-released hell on earth for no resurrection is allowed without severity a plight few souls can bear torments beckon thunder claps The air itself a thick white void where all knees bow, all tongues confess. Many come will fall, 
Many come will rise, many will grieve and burn where they stand under the watchful eye of Ezekiel's rainbow. Oh my goodness. Why don't you do mine? Blood flower. Thank you. Fresh sonnets. I might as well do mine. Yeah. But I haven't committed to memory. And I'm still working on it every time I read it. You know, you've heard it before. But it's about the fact that uh, that brings up the fact that they felt they were able to have this amazing show every Friday and, and it couldn't be any accident, just by chance, that the folks come in and we weave, weave it together and the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And it happened this, for this Friday like it happens every Friday, so come on through. We'll see you next Friday. Just come on through. Spring is definitely on the way and spring has sprung and we're, we're putting together what was going to be an amazing show. We have a couple of house bands talking about the Way Fairies and Trio Cambio and, uh, and let's put together something around that, around them. We'll celebrate, around Sif- we'll celebrate Persephone's um, release from Hades. Ooh, okay, nice. Well, that's hey, one of my, that's one of my favorite myths. And here's the poem. Can you guys... Uh, there's no way they hear me. Dave, you can do your thing if you want. You want me to tell them? Yeah, tell them, the size, tell them that. Okay. If they're ready, I think they're ready. But I'm going to do the poem, and then we'll say, there they, here they are, birds on a wire, 16th Street. And here's the poem. That this is no accident, just by chance. Not uh, too likely. Just because the reason is now unclear doesn't mean we won't know one day if we hang on, hang in, follow the stream right down into the sea, look up, see the stars, and hey, they'll really see the sky. Undeterred. That means not stopped by conventional thinking, short-sighters, deaf and blind to the spirit, naysayers, killjoys, wall-builders, door-slammers, vision-slayers, doomsayers, scribes, and Pharisees of science, theological engineers, lords of this system of things. But new morning, spring sack flows, figurative touch, Eyes glow. And the night that living dead the poets are made alive, walking down that tight wire, looking out for one another, just strolling down that moonlit path, that good red road. Dream weavers, spirit menders, healing the pain and shooting the silent screams, warriors of the rainbow, just singing a freedom song. It's about this. It's about being darkest just before the dawn. But when and where you least expect it, help will come along, like green shoots thrusting through the damp, dark earth. Love will spring anew, life will spring anew, just breaking through the ice. Hey, Val, here we are, and that's who we are, breaking through, coming together making things happening, feeling the spirit of spring being sprung. Hey, Robert Graves, we dedicated the, the show to you, to you, and don't forget, the white goddess. And you can't go home and get home and go home again. That it? But the white goddess. And that's Robert Graves. And here they are. And Val, another amazing show, I think. It's true. Another it- Friday afternoon delight. They're just uh, being open to it. 
Yeah. Uh, being open to it and letting it happen, and it does happen. It's true. It's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a magical time, and it's spring, and right around the corner is April, and April is National Poetry Month, so that means we'll be back at City Hall to celebrate National Poetry Month with Poems Under the Dome. That'll be Thursday, April 19th. San Francisco City Hall, 5.30 to 8 p.m. sharp. It is an all-ages free event where it's the the largest op- poetry open mic in San Francisco all year long. Uh, we will have a, a little community uh, blessing, f- hopefully from Jorge Molina under the rotunda, and then proceed into the North Light Court, which is the large room off to t- off of the um, the main uh, staircase. I got a new system this year, isn't it, Val? We're going to be going... And we can uh, going to go as many of the open mics as we can. Oh, yeah, we have a new system. Yeah, that's so. So we're still going to be going to a bunch of open mics around the around the city to let people know that it's coming up. Uh, uh, April 19th and um, usually what we do is we'll go and we'll actually do a drawing for a reading spot at each of the um, each of the readings but uh, we, we've gotten a lot of feedback over the years saying that you know there's an awful lot of people who are already pre-selected to read that there's not as many people whose names get pulled out of the magic hat and so this year brand new for the 13th year we're going on Friday the 13th, April 13th, to the Beat Museum, hosted by Charlie Getter, and we're going we're gonna to choose seven lucky readers out of the hat on one night, and um, then those folks will all get a chance, uh, a guaranteed reading slot at Poems Under the Dome at City Hall, and we'll have a lot more time to pull names out of the hat and give people a chance that way. So, um, yeah, check out all the information. It's all updated, poemdome.net, P-O. O-E-M-D-O-M-D-O-M-E dot net. As a beat museum is a, is a good thing, too. I mean, it's a special thing, too, because, of course, I'm a beat relic. Yeah, Dave. That's my generation. It's a dedicated, the museum is dedicated to all those who've gone to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp, but I'm still here standing, sitting, helping make things happen. So that's going to be an interesting stop along the way. The Beat Museum, Friday, April 13th, There'll be a special reading, and we'll pick seven, 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 um, seven lucky readers on Friday the 13th for the 13th annual Poems Under the Dome. And the rest will follow, and as it develops, we'll let everybody know on, a, on the Friday as to what happened. We'll hopefully, there'll be a reception with music, and then we proceed, as we do every year, down those steps. Those, those marble steps of City Hall to, to Jorge Molina, who does his to the four directions, the prayer to the east, to the north, to the west, to the south, and we'd be doing it. All My right. Goodness, who would imagine? I would never imagine. When I first had that vision 13 years ago, 14 years ago, standing in Alamo Square, looking down at City Hall, they'd just gotten gilded, so it was gold in the sun, and suddenly, boom, it came to me. What a great place for, a, for an open mic uh, poetry meeting. It could be the mother of all open mics. And I ran down that hill, run with me, right into City Hall, up the City Hall steps, into, into Peskin, I think was head of the Board of Supervisors then. And I said, Supervisor, of Peskin, I have this idea. The open mic, the mother of all open mics here at City Hall. And he said, do it. You got my support. 
and now he, and now he's back. And he's it, back. It, 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 EK, who who um, just let me know, she's not going to be able to make it down to the show today. But she said that we're on. I think it's like our third or fourth full um, board of supervisors, wow. <laughs> something like that. Like the third or something. I don't know. Like Wait, well, four Gonzales, year terms, board. five year terms. Well, and Anyhow. Anyway. And uh, Vin Peskin, uh, he was uh, there, and he'd read the first poem. Did he settle of them? Was that Peskin? I don't know. I, you know, I wasn't there the first couple of them. Okay, and also Avalos. Yeah, Avalos uh, came and read a poem. Yeah, so we have to decide who should we get. So well, all of these things, Angela Aliota might come and read a poem. And uh, she, she was here last week, yeah, and um, she she's running for mayor. That'd be cool. Oh, but Kim rolling. Shuck is our poet laureate of San Francisco. She'll be reading the first poem, of followed course. by the youth voice, and then to the hat. Anyhow, to the stage. Air Mutiny Radio, 16th Street, Birds on a Wire. They got the full band today. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, thanks for having us back again. This oh, is welcome. second month, actually, today is our second month coming consecutively uh, to Mutiny Radio. Right uh, on. We're... We've been talking to Dave. We're hopefully going to get into a place here real soon to record our first album or our first LP. We've got three songs coming on. Uh, one's called Fine, Fine, Fucking Fine. The other one's called Boredom. And the other one's called St. Angel Resurrected. And today, this is something from now on here on Meet Me Radio. Uh, it's going to be called Off the Top of Our Head, like the shit that we're getting ready to play right now. We wrote about, what, an hour and a half ago in the fucking park? So, I actually have a guitar part, but we only have one amp for me today, so I'm going to improvise with the piano. Uh, we got Robert on a snare, we got Carrie back with her cast off on fucking... Yeah, Carrie, today. welcome back. And of course, we got fucking <laughs> Happy Steven healing. on f- bass. Uh, just want to thank everybody out there, just giving us the support. Uh, Mom, everybody. Uh, but yeah, here we go. Yeah, city team. Yeah, oh, yeah, everybody, keep on. We got a, need a lot of support for Golden Eagle Pawn Shop down on 19th and Mission. They are fucking awesome. If you guys need instruments, jewelry, whatever, those guys fucking got you. Yeah, hit us up on YouTube, Facebook, on our Facebook page, 16th Street Birds on a Wire, and we can hook you up. All right, later, guys. Uh, check this out. Power on. Hold on, I gotta take a hit real quick. Do this. Got us off, bro. Thank you. 
All right, thanks, guys. That was 16 Street Birds on a Wire. Uh, you guys have a good week. Right See on. you guys next week. Yo, I was trying to end the song. You kept on fucking strumming. When I keep on going like this, things fucking start. Oh, you guys. We love you guys. And happy um, Common Thread two-month anniversary with us. Um, as as we do, as the Common Thread is, it's, it's one of those uh, situations where we just kind of roll with roll along with what's happening. And I appreciate you guys coming in and doing your thing. Did did I hear that there were there was another song that was going to be played today, or is that to be determined? I thought there was going to be people hanging out to have another jam, but I guess everybody took off. And yeah, hopefully next week if people want to come down here to the station and after we get done playing a set and have an open jam with us, they're more than welcome to do it. I mean, we are a jam band. Right on. Well, if you want to keep jamming, we've got some time, just so you know. No pressure, though. <laughs> There's really no pressure. I just want to let you know you, you can if you want to. Yeah, fuck it. All right, improvise. Fuck it. Uh, Steven, come up with the bass line. Let's fucking do something, all right? Sixteenth Street birds on a wire.
bunch of fucking noise for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> hey, thanks. We like we like a bunch of fucking noise. It's this is a mutiny radio, San Francisco. Uh, here in th- yeah, a bunch of punk rock noise. This blood flower. See us up on the streets. Hit us up. Coming this next week, we're gonna be making a whole bunch of mutiny radio FM T-shirts. Awesome. Uh, we're gonna try and get more donations coming this way. Uh, we need to get some popularity out here, man. We got a lot of cool shit coming out of this radio station. So if you guys are listening to us, spread some rumors about us. Good ones. Say, hey, there's some cool shit coming out of this station. Listen listen in. Yeah, YouTube, Facebook, hit us up on iTunes. Start listening to Mutiny FM Radio. We got a lot of cool people coming in here. Right on. Thanks, you guys. right on you guys we love you guys 16th street birds on a wire doing a lot of cool stuff and being community oriented and that's what the common thread collective is all about right here on the cutting edge of social cultural and political change we are here at 21st and florida streets right on the corner and uh every friday afternoon so wherever you may be listening to us we are streaming around the planet on mutinyradio.fm and as they mentioned you can also find us for free on iTunes, Common Thread Collective. And uh, we're certainly happy to be here and as a uh, offering the platform for artists, musicians, activists to come and and spread their spread your word. So if you are far away and you can't make it down to San Francisco, uh, you could. There's a few different options. You can get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Um, send you know and send us some links um, to your music. We'll play something you've got online. If you'd rather uh, send us a an album, your CD, or maybe you're really cool and you're still getting vinyl pressed uh you can send that to mutiny radio uh, attention global val or common thread collective and the address here is 2781 21st street san francisco california 94110 uh, we've been doing this for quite time so how's this about we're at the cutting edge with an open door policy we're at the cutting edge with an open mind policy we're on the cutting edge with an open arms policy. So come on through, and here we be. And my policy is, as an MC, is that nobody goes away mad, nobody goes away sad, everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. How's that, Val? Word. Word up. We're done. Well, it looks it looks like we're we're wrapping up. Um, it's but just about five twenty. Um, so that's all right if we wrap that, up early course. here. Um, any other things to announce? Stuff coming up. I did a bunch of announcements. Uh, what's up? What's going on, Bloodflower? Uh, Time Cat and Brother Spellbinder at Adobe Books Sunday four to six p.m. Oh, and also, of course, Alicant always has uh, uh, interesting and open events. We need to start getting a schedule from them, but just check by the two bookstores right here in the heart of the mission on 24th Street, Adobe and Alicant, and uh, they're connected, we're connected, and it's about doing more together than any of us can do on our own. So, hell yeah. Very uh, supportive people. And, I'll be, uh, and uh, that's right, Brother Flower. That we support one another, encourage one another, and acknowledge one another. That's what I'm saying to you, brother, and you, sister. Hey, well, let's acknowledge one another in a good way. And so thanks, Bloodflower, for all you do. 
Thank you, Val, for all you do. Thank you. And here we be. Thank you, Dave. We've been doing it for quite some time, <laughs> and I plan to continue as long as I can put one foot in front of another. Ouch, with my cane. Positive Ouch. vibrations, right? That's it. Yeah. And you got some music? To, that would yeah, I'll play some music, but also um, let people know that if you're in the city tonight, if you want to go uh, to just at six o'clock, starting in about 40 minutes, the Hate Ashbury Peace Vigil, which happens every month. Oh, uh, Richard Ivanhoe and Kat host that at the corner of Fell and Masonic in the Golden Gate Park Panhandle. That's from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, on this Friday. And I think every, like, it must be. Is this the second Friday? Is it monthly? It's monthly. It's been monthly for years I believe and years it's and years, years they've been doing yeah. it. And so they'll be there. If you're out to out in the hate, go to the Hate ashbury Peace like Vigil. Yeah, and Richard Ivanhoe. Great couple. He's the one who always uh, brings the big magical green hat for Poems Under the Dome. So people can put their names in uh, for a chance to have uh, to read one poem. You're limited to one poem at San Francisco City Hall. Again, Thursday, April 19th, 5.30 to 8 p.m. Check out poemdome.net. And a little hipstery. And a little hipstery, Val. When you and I met... I met on the bus, and I invited you to come to the open mic that I was doing then in the, in the, in the community room of the Park Branch Library. Do you remember? I do. And it was called on, I called On the Page and Off the Page. It wasn't a library. It was a library. On the page, off the page, I'd run up to the, new, to the new poetry section and see what's new and bring them down and read a poem uh, kind of off the hook from each one, and that was On the Page. And when I left the hate... I turned it over to uh, Val, and uh, I was getting some support from the Friends of the Library, too. But I turned it over to, uh, to Kat, and Kat and Richard Ivanhoe, and they've been doing it ever since. Uh, the second Tuesday, I think, at the community room of the library, on the page and off the page. So we've left these footprints, Val. Footprints in the, uh, in the sands of time. Ho, ho, ho. Are you going to read something? I'm looking. I'm looking. Mine. If you need time to fill, I have another piece. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, You have oh, another really? poem? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Please do. Um, this is another sonnet. Um, I don't title them because I rewrite them a lot. So it's usually sonnet version one, sonnet version two. So I don't know what version this is, but it is a sonnet. I gotta do that. My muse is down home. She shoots from the hip. She enters my cranium through a strategically placed split on my lower lip. My muse, she gently and patiently unties the knots from my tongue so that I can drink from the palm of her upturned hand. Oh my goodness. The son, that old pig fucker, hey, he won't bestow his warmth on me anymore. Uh, unrepentant pagan in his darkened glen as I nurse a thigh bone sore. A lone, low red skinwalker on a loveless path. I did not give permission for these dead men to dance. My muse awakens me, yet we know I am still asleep. 
I am dreaming of a fire, a glow, that's three times as fierce as the one we have stolen from the lap of a sleeping Lucifer, his wings blackened and crippled with fatigue. Oh my goodness. Will he awake in sorrow to find that his orb of fire is no longer in his possession? Will he chuckle like a child? Will he burst into sudden tears? Oh, such dreams of darkness. Oh, such dreams of light. Thank you. Oh my goodness, were that spontaneous? Well, it sounded no, I, I rememberized it. Okay, well you got it pretty good, that's mine too. You got a bit of a dark side. It is like a trip, a trip down into the circles of Dante's hell. Hey, man. But hey, there, man. there was a light side to that too. It was both. Too, it was a really, really, Emerging, really m- moving play- piece there, Blood Flower. Thank you. Okay. Of the muse, as we all. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be half as powerful without the ears to hear it. <laughs> all right. Peace to all. Um, what a day, man. What a day. This was so much, so much activity, so much life, so much energy coming into Mutiny Radio, our, our humble little studio uh, storefront here in the Mission District. Um, we really appreciate everybody coming down to be a part of the show and everybody who participates in any part of Mutiny Radio's uh, vast uh, programming. Uh, there's about 30 different shows, but right now, um, we're actually, we, we're celebrating, well, we, th- we think we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary, um, or at least coming up on it. So the goal in the next few months, next couple months, is to get 10 new shows at Mutiny Radio. So that's our goal, is to get 10 new shows at Mutiny Radio. I know, two hands full, right? That's, I know, and, and so we're, we're counting uh, on you to be out there and inspired perhaps by the muse of whatever um, flavor it is for you to uh, come and have your own podcast here. Uh, we have obviously a performance space, and um, but you don't have to have performers come in, but you can if you want to. We've got lots of uh, microphones sitting around for, for people to participate, and all of our shows are recorded here live, and then become uh, automatically go onto our website as a podcast, so you can spread it far and wide. You can even get sponsorship, like the Common Thread Collective. We are graciously underwritten by our friends at the Organic Valley Family of Farms and by Dr. Bronner's Soap. So dilute, dilute, dilute. So um, one of these days we're going to bring in that bottle of Dr. Bronner's we keep talking about, uh, the all-in-one, all-for-one, all-is-one soap. Um, but uh, it's it's really an opportunity. We have this cool little funky spot. Um, it's not like anything else that I know about going on here in San Francisco. And um, if you'd like to come down and and check it out and train on our equipment, it's not that hard. Uh, you can come down and do that. And then there's lots of really cool time slots that are available right now. Um, there's some good slots on Sunday, like Sunday 6 to 8 p.m. It's like a great time that's open right now, um, 8 to 10 on Sunday as well. And then if you happen to be a someone who has more free time during the day, we've got a lot of daytime and morning times that are open. But we do pride ourselves in pretty much programming 24-7 if we can. Um, so... 
If you're interested, you can email our director, Pam Benjamin, and her, the email address is director at mutinyradio.fm. Director at mutinyradio.fm. And you, in your subject, you can say, I want to be a DJ. And uh, she'll get in touch with you and set up a time to for you to come in and train. And then um, after... 20 hours of training, which really isn't that much over the course of a month, uh, then you can figure out what your time slot's going to be. And then free speech is yours here at Mutiny Radio. And you can come train with with us, isn't that right, Val? Yeah, you can come train with us, exactly. Make this happen and bring who you want to bring. And we're at the cutting edge with an open door policy. How's that? That's right. If so you come on through. if you contact Pam Benjamin and say I was listening to the Common Thread Collective and Global Val said I should email you and say I want to be a DJ, um, there is definitely the possibility that we can schedule a time that part of your training is with me and, and with Dave and, and with all of our friends here and Bloodflower and all these cool cats who show up. So yeah, you can come, come train with through. us. And you know the word DJ. That's short for disc jockey. Disc jockey. But we have in mind even much more, much more than that. Don't respect yourself to think that you just have the, uh, the jockey discs. That means there's a jockey right. disc. There's Although no radio stations, which are essentially jockey and jockey. In fact, they do it automatically now. The machine does it. There are even no humans involved. This disc jockey used to be able to come up between between records and jockey them. And they drop some words and explain and put it in context. But hardly anymore. But we're talking about much more than that. Think about what the, the widest sense, what, is, what a radio, what, what you can do, getting on, being heard around the planet on the Internet with a podcast coming up right after the show is over. And plus, so come on through and your imagination is encouraged right here. Yes. I believe, is that right, Val? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. So anyway, it's been another Friday. So good to be here. And I'm going to kick my cane and hip-hop my way home. Hip-hop. <laughs> Hippity and hopping. Hippity hop. That's right. You Easter's on its way. My life. Like a hip-hop beast Easter bunny. This, uh, this <laughs> is the late day in my life. My cat's waiting for me. But anyway. Enough said. That's good. That's for I like that your That's cat's for sure. waiting for you. Maybe too much. All right. I'll read Maybe one please. more poem. And then... Uh, and then we'll um, we'll call it a day. I have one here that I don't know. This is not a very big notebook, but for some reason, it's one of those ones that things get lost in. Uh, oh, no, those are questions. Oh, oh, well. While I look for it, I'm seeing my notes. Um, just so you know, if you didn't tune in last week, uh, March 9th, 2018, I, I interviewed Angela Alioto, who's running for mayor of San Francisco. She has before, um, and she was the president of the board for uh, two terms, and she um, was my gracious guest last week on Women's Magazine uh, for the majority of that hour and then she stayed on and we talked to Diamond Dave and they had a fun connection as well so um, it is Global Val's election season coverage uh, Angela Alioto was March 9th. Um, we also talked to Amy Farah Weiss. She was here on the Common Thread Collective on February 23rd. So you can check out that podcast. And next week on Women's Magazine, I'll be interviewing president, current president of the Board of Supervisors of San Francisco, London Breed, yeah. who is a, kind of a front runner for mayor here in San Francisco right now in this abbreviated race for June. I want to recommend that you all get out there, if you haven't yet, um, to register to vote. Uh, uh, you can do it online. Just type in California registration 
voter registration and uh, you will find a way um, because there's going to be a lot of things on the California ballot as well as the San Francisco ballot. Um, it's going to be also the, the, the primary election for the governor. So that means, um, and it's an open primary. So everybody who's running for governor of California, uh, you get a chance to vote for them. And then the top two winners from the primary in June will be on the, the official November ballot uh, to actually become governor of California because Jerry Brown is going to be termed out yet again. Um, it's funny how we go in political cycles. Anyhow, um, yeah, stay tuned. And we hope to get more in. We're trying to get see if uh, Jane Kim will come down. And uh, we'll see who else will show up at, the, at, at our doorstep here at Mutiny Radio and uh, see what they have to say and let them speak for themselves. Um, I, 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 and as we get closer to um, the elections, once I get more information on the ballot initiatives, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go through my Global Val ABCs um, as we go down the list of propositions and things that people will be able to vote on. Those I usually have some bias in, and, and I'll let you know what I think, um, and I'll let you know if I have no idea what to think. Um, but with uh, in terms of candidates, I will never tell you who to vote for, and I will never tell you who I'm voting for. And that is thus is my privilege um, and yours. So here's a poem. Um, forget the politics. Let's talk about art. <clears throat> May art spark forth from you as if forged by the burrowing of a God come to mine your depths and the flare of its dynamite and lanterns sent up heat to carry through your beam until you are bleeding or weeping trails of which now forming the beds of rivers and the alchemy of minerals streaking through the hidden hills, fortified yet fluid, culverts catching the torrents and errant drops that fall after all the smoky clouds have been broken, and the silt of that volcanic explosion returns to be culled and counted as among the source of things. Peace, y'all. We love you. Go out to the word party on Tuesday. Tuesday night at Piano Fight, Poetry and Jazz. Put your name on the list or just hang out. It's a free show. You could buy drinks and dinner if you want to, but there is no minimum. There is no cover. 144 Taylor Street in the Tenderloin. It's not that bad, folks. It's only a block away from Powell Street Station, and uh, it, it's a cool happening spot. Thanks to Jennifer Barone, Ingrid Keir, and Daniel Hefez, and Jordy Vanderbosch for keeping that going. The Word Party. Every third Tuesday. And since tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, we'll go out on a little Celtic music. See if we can make this happen. And coming up next will be the... Um, will be the uh, comedy open mic happy hour. It's been a long day. It's hard to get more words out. Here we go.
He took his seat on the foreign train He thought it pleasant to travel again Mindful of the journey's end He read again the letter from his friend The carriage fetted to dress for summer, but still he sweated. It was better than being at home, being the cold and living alone.
There's only there's only like three there's only like three comics here. I, I feel like the stakes are low. Uh, we gotta boost that up. Let's do that. So Max, here's here's where your logic fails us. I was obviously very busy. Here's where your logic fails us. If we put her up early, everyone leaves. I know, but I did what is called a theatrical pause. I'm teaching. I'm teaching lessons. It's not my first. Oh man! All right, we're not actually getting started yet, <laughs> but we're, we're creating an, an ambiance. Uh, I was just gonna let a word from the Mormons or whatever the fuck start it off. Um, Hunter, how are you feeling in your heart? Keep it to twenty or less, Hunter. I know you have a tendency. Um, all right, we can do this. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like anyone needs to remember what the fuck I say. How are we doing? Can we can we boost this this mic slight? I know it's there's a very razor thin margin like the Monty Python essay and everything. It's this weird thing. Sometimes I know comics like to feel like they're being heard, even though we know no one is listening. So every day, I start my day with Martha's coffee. So I won't murder anyone. And across the street from the Martha's I go to in Bernal Heights, there's this church called St. Kevin.